For many people, the Citizens Advice Bureau are very much a lifeline. They turn to the CAB when they've money, housing or immigration problems. And when individuals have an issue with a bank, the government, or even a faulty or missold product, they're advised to go to see the CAB. Citizen advice organisations emerged in the mid-1930s. They came about as a result of the start of a fledgling social welfare service. It was publicly funded until shortly after the Second World War and took some 30 years before that was restored. In recent years, the Citizens Advice Guide website has been visited annually by around a third of the UK's online population, and Citizens Advice's own research suggests that four in ten of the British population contact a Bureau at some point during their lives. The Bureau's volunteers can't solve everyone's problems, but they can often point people in the right direction. There is a Bureau in Portobello just down Bath Street. It's part of the larger Edinburgh Bureau, something unusual in Scotland. A lot of visitors believe it's almost a branch of government, but Portobello manager Hazel Bett is quick to point out that the organisation is both independent and a charity, which depends on support from business and individuals. I think it's really important because, like any other charity, we need funding from year to year simply to exist. And this year in particular is going to be a real challenge with cuts in local finances and lots of different very worthy organisations competing for the same pots of funds. So Citizens Advice Edinburgh, which is a group of five bureaus in the city, is in fact a charity. It's not a a government organisation. We're here staffed almost entirely by volunteers. There are very few um, part-time staff who keep the bureaus running and the biscuit tins full and the rotas organised, but Citizens Advice Edinburgh, like any other bureau, is reliant entirely on volunteer power. And so we need a bit of money to keep going because we've got buildings to keep open and to um, heat and some staff members who are necessary, but without us it would be difficult to know quite where all the clients would go seeking a bit of initial help. So where does your funding actually come from? About 19% of our funding at the minute comes from City of Edinburgh Council, but of course with the challenges that they face with their own budget, we're facing further cuts in that. So that leaves 81% of our funding to come from private donations, and we've had some very generous benefactors in Edinburgh, both individuals and companies, like Edinburgh Partners, who've funded us very extensively over recent years but it costs about a million pounds to run all of the bureaus which is the five bureaus in Dundas Street, Leith, Pilton, Gorgie and here in Portobello plus 26 outreach projects that we currently have in GP surgeries and other places. So, Sorry a million pounds that's a lot to raise on an annual basis. Yeah it is a lot and, and it's difficult it is difficult but actually we've worked out that statistically if something like of the adult population in Edinburgh, over 30, made a donation of £2 a month to Citizens Advice, then that would cover the running costs of the entire thing. And that's a really great thing as a kind of thing to get your head round. I've been very encouraged locally by something Maureen Child said as a local councillor about the fact that if Portobello residents spent a certain percentage of their their spend locally, that would make such a difference to the local economy. So I'm hoping that if we can sort of spread this message out, that if just 4% of us were to, to donate £2 a month to Citizens Advice, even if some of the people listening to this were to, to donate £2 a month to that, that would go a long way towards sustaining a service. 
we don't know when we're going to need citizens' advice. People come in here who, who didn't expect to be needing a little bit of information or who didn't expect to be in a crisis. And we have people who are coming in in all of those categories. So you might not have needed citizens' advice yet, but you probably know somebody who's been in and you might need it sometime in the future because we're all only a couple of steps away from a crisis or, or a difficult letter or a difficult form or a new set of circumstances that we just need a little bit of help understanding. So how many people come in here on a weekly basis? We have between 60 and 80 inquiries a week in terms of visits. The visits are mostly an hour. The appointments that we have are scheduled for an hour each. And we have drop-in sessions on Tuesday mornings and Thursday mornings when we see people on a first-come, first-come basis and try to see as many as we can, depending on how many advisors we have in in the day. And that could be inquiries about benefits, which is our main inquiry, debt, housing, employment. could be about your pet. It could be about the sofa that hasn't been delivered from a local sofa company. It could be about a family member that you're concerned about. It could be a divorce or separation issue. The advisors literally don't know what they're going to be dealing with at the drop-in sessions. And when people make appointments, they just give us a headline of what it is they're coming in about, and we take it from there using the information on our system. But across the city, obviously, that's replicated with each of the bureaus taking, in many cases, more than that a week because the Dundas Street Bureau and the Leith Bureau are much larger premises and can see a lot more clients. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm proud that we help a lot of local people on a weekly basis and at least we give them a starting point if we can't fully answer their question. Now you mentioned that the advisors are volunteers or predominantly volunteers. How many advisors are there available? We have 35 volunteers in the Portobello Bureau and about 23 of those are advisors. So each advisor does a couple of shifts a week. So everybody's in either for a full day or two half days. And we try to spread that around. We've got four interview rooms here at Portobello and we've got six computer desks um, available for bottoms to sit at for each session. So we've usually got between two and six advisors available in each session and we try to sort of adjust that out. People's circumstances change and they have to swap days or new trainees come in and we have to accommodate them. So... We hope to use our four rooms as consistently as possible across the, the week. Citizens Advice Edinburgh itself, although we've got 35 volunteers at Portobello, Citizens Advice Edinburgh has in excess of 260 volunteers, which is an enormous number of people. It's actually about a tenth of the number of volunteers that the Citizens Advice Bureau Service has across the whole of Scotland. So it's a really great, great contribution from Edinburgh people to support this. And of course, service. some of them are actually quite specialised in the knowledge that they're helping people with. Yes, every volunteer usually does a general advisor training, which takes about six months to complete. And after they've done that, they might have an interest in a particular topic, maybe employment or perhaps um, helping people with benefits, appeals or housing. We have some immigration specialists. In our bureau here at Portobello, we have an employment specialist, a tribunal's appeals representative, and we've got a couple of part-time employees who do specialist money advice as well. But across the larger bureaus, we can also have access to some immigration specialists and further employment and other specialists as and when we see there being a need, if we can get them booked in for an appointment with them. But of course, there are some people who come in here with 
perhaps undue expectations about the range of services that you can actually offer. You, you are quite, in some respects, restricted. The information we give has to be able to be verified by us on our information system. We are audited by Citizens Advice Scotland. We're checked very carefully that we're giving information that we know is correct. So it's a real learning curve for all advisors, some of whom have got very specialist backgrounds, to learn that you can't just speak and give advice from your own knowledge. We have to check the information we give and verify it and source it in the records that we write up. So, yes, sometimes we can't always answer people's questions. Mostly we can. Our information system is absolutely fantastic. And in fact, I would like to pass out a message about our public information system, if I could, because it's an incredible resource. And if people want to Google citizensadvice.org.uk forward slash Scotland, then there is an absolute wealth of advice, which is the same advice system that we use, but just the public version of it. It's not quite as in-depth as what we use, but it's a fantastic starter for people looking for some information who maybe can't come into the Bureau but have access to a computer. So we will try as far as we can to answer questions on whatever people bring in. If we can't help, we'll try and signpost them to somewhere else and we might be able to refer to a specialist. Sometimes, unfortunately, we have to say that a situation is beyond us and that people might need to speak to a solicitor, in which case we'll help them to understand that legal aid might be available refer them to the Law Society to get help to choose somebody. They might need an accountant. They might actually need to go and see an independent financial advisor. Lots of different organisations now, unfortunately, don't have their own help desk. And in a lot of correspondence that organisations are sending out, they will really say, don't bother phoning us, but contact your Citizens Advice Bureau. And so although we can try to help, sometimes we can't always meet the expectations that are set by other organisations. So we will certainly have a shot at whatever inquiry people come in with. And I'd far rather they came in or had a word with us at the reception desk to see if we could help, because we probably can, but if we can't, we will certainly try to help to signpost you on to somebody else. Now, as I was coming in, I noticed there was a sign on your door saying volunteers wanted. Are you in constant need of new volunteers coming in? Yeah, well, we do a specific intake of advisors twice a year, every spring and autumn usually, we take in between 20 and 25 new trainee advisors. But in between those times, there's usually a turnover of people, particularly in the reception area, and also doing various administrative jobs, social policy jobs, information. We've got loads of leaflets and forms that we need to keep in supply and up to date. And so at the minute in Portobello, for example, I've got six different receptionists who do different shifts for me every week, but I've still got two vacancies, a Monday afternoon and a Wednesday afternoon. I'd be really keen to hear from anybody who was interested in speaking to me about that. It works really well for people who are looking to build up their confidence going back to work or for people who are just looking for something to do because they're fed up playing golf or their circumstances are. If they've got time to spare, then they could come in speak to me about reception or try out and see if they liked it. But that's a job that's really important here. The receptionist is the front line and it can be you know, quite busy and uh, quite difficult to manage people's expectations at the front desk. I've learnt a few new choice phrases since I started to uh, deputise sometimes on the reception desk at Portobello, but um, yeah, it's certainly not dull. <laughs>